new friends, new opportunities, new partners, EG Tax. Hey everybody, this is Esther Goulias, the tax lady, and this is our weekly podcast to make you smarter than the average bear when it comes to taxes. And today's um, podcast is dealing with tax planning for high income taxpayers. But the truth is, it's going to be something that no matter what tax bracket you're in, this is going to make you a lot smarter so that you understand some of the things in the tax code are, isn't what it seems. Right. Right. Yeah, and of course, I'm, di- I'm in studio with Tiffany Fabian. Chris is um, seeing clients right now, so he yeah. couldn't be with us. Yep, yep. But and we hope that hello. you're enjoying the the uh, beginning of summer and spring. What is he? He always says, hello. Hello, Esther. Christopher. Right. Okay, so let's talk about tax planning for high-income individuals. The first thing is, and this is for everybody, different income is taxed at different rates. Correct. So depending upon the type of income that's on your return will determine how that income is taxed. For instance, if you have wages, interest income from non-municipal bonds, short-term capital gains, net self-employment income, net rental income, pensions other than Roths and IRAs, non-qualified dividends, gambling income, and other taxable income, and sales of business machinery or equipment, that's all taxed at a regular tax rate. Yeah. And In other words, no breaks, no no breakies on this stuff. I mean, how many times do you hear your clients say, uh, Esther, I'm not sure if I should do the overtime because I don't want to go into that other tax right. bracket. Right. And that, first of all, each bracket, that you go into, you start at 10, then you go to 12. The first layer is taxed at 10, then the next layer is taxed at 12. So you're doing 10, that's only an extra 2%. And then the next layer is taxed at a little more. It's not the whole thing becomes uh, at the higher yeah. bracket. So we have it's a, the amount in that next bracket that is taxed at a little higher rate. We have a graduated tax rate. And so I always say to my clients, like you just said, some of your income lives at 10, some of it lives at 12, some of it lives at 14. It lives all over the place. So go get that extra job. Go work That's overtime. That's right. I mean, you don't think gazillionaires uh, are sad because they have to pay millions of dollars in taxes. They're making, after they are getting done paying everything, they still have a half a gazillion left. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you can make money, make money. Absolutely. And then we're going to try to explain how the different types of income is taxed. Now, other income is taxed at a lower rate. For instance, long-term capital gains. Long-term capital gains would be would be capital assets that are held for more than a year. Now, a capital asset might be stocks, bonds, um, r- real estate that's non-depreciable, land, um, personal residences, um, any anything other than inventory, depreciable assets, and cash is pretty much a capital asset. And if you hold it for more than a year, it gets a special tax rate. So when people go, oh, no, I have capital gains, they should go, oh, yes, I got capital gains. 
right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, if you are somebody who has a large gain on a stock, um, try to sell some losers. I, I have a lot of clients who do that. And then also be careful. Um, I talked to a lot of my clients this year about wash sales. So if they had a wash sale, that means if they sell something and they buy it back within 30 days, the you, loss is not deductible. The loss is not deductible. So make sure if you don't buy it back within that 30 day window or else you're not going to deduct the loss. So there's lots to know and knowledge is power. Right. Well, here's the thing though. If you have, let's say for instance, that you're in the 37% tax bracket and your wages are a half a million dollars. All right. So you're going to pay 37% to the federal and like eight or 9% to New York state. So you're going to pay a lot, 40, let's say 46%. However, if you have capital assets, you only pay 20% maximum of 20%. So you save like 17% because you have capital gains. So that's very important. And actually much, many taxpayers, especially those people at the entry level of the tax system that have a taxable income of less than uh, 15% will pay 0% for the sale of capital assets. Uh, of course. That is unbelievable. Of course, if you live in New York State, they don't afford you that luxury. Yeah, so. New York is still going <laughs> to tax you. But the federal government is going to give you the opportunity to make money. And if you're in, like I say, the entry level of taxation under the 15% tax bracket, you pay 0% on capital gains. That's good news. Really so don't say, oh, I have capital gains. You say, ah, I got capital gains. I wish, I wish I could put all my money in capital gains, yeah. quite frankly, because you save so much money. All right. Now, other income is taxed at a lower rate, Social Security. Correct. So if you're collecting Social Security and half of your Social Security added to your other forms of income, if you're married filing a joint return, is if that answer is less than 32000 then none of your Social Security is taxable. If you're single, then half of your income added to your other uh, taxable income. If that answer is over 25000 then none of it, under 25000 then none of your Social Security is taxable. So Social Security can be quite a... Uh, quite a boon, yeah, right? And many states also don't charge you on your Social Security. The state of New York doesn't. Right, which is very nice. Yeah, so Social Security, people, when I, I have found this often, when they're doing their own tax return and they're doing the calculation by hand, it's a very tricky calculation, so it's it's often missed or done incorrectly. Right, and the other thing with Social, with social Security is if, though, that answer is over the $32,000 threshold or 25 if you're single, then your social security, the excess over, half of the excess over is half taxable until it gets to 85% taxable. Now, I didn't say you pay 85% in taxes. I said 85% of it is taxable. So if you are, if you do have uh, $20,000 in social security and you end up paying at the 85%, that means about 17,000 of your 20,000 social security is going to be taxed, but it might be taxed at 10%. So you end up with paying $1,700 in taxes, um, you know, on, on that, on that income, if that should be the case. Correct. So social security has a preferential tax status which is wonderful. And then Roth distributions. Yep. Yep. If you are over the age of 59 and a half, um, the gain is all 
tax free. Um, if you're under the age of 59 and a half, you have to pay tax on the gain. Um, but you know, that's the benefit of Ross is they grow tax free. And so that was a big sale for Ross is that, um, that's a really nice thing is while they're growing, you don't pay taxes right. on it. And so the, the preferential tax treatment on a Roth is that it's tax free. Like Tiffany said, the only thing that you have to think of as a high income taxpayer or a taxpayer in general, do I want to give up the deductibility of putting money into my pension plan or IRA now in favor of my hope that I'll be alive when I take this money out? My hope that they don't change the tax code later. So you're giving up the deductibility now for the tax-free benefit later, and you don't know that you'll be here. You don't know what the code will be. So that's the the crapshoot. So many people just feel like you should take it when you can, Take the deduction when you can, and then have it be tax uh, free. Have it be taxable later. But the standard deduction is so high, many people will take money out of their IRAs and pension plans and never pay taxes. So if you're giving up the deductibility now in favor of it not being taxable later, you may have found that you shot yourself in the foot now and later. I had a client who called me the other day, and he is a physical therapist, and his wife is a public school teacher. And he said the market is doing so bad right now. That's true. As that his thought was to take some of his money and his and convert it to Ross. And so they have th- two kids in college. And I ran all the numbers. He was going to put twenty thousand dollars into a Roth, take it and convert it to a Roth. And I ran the numbers. It was going to cost him eleven thousand dollars in taxes because they were going to lose the credit for their kids for college. Right, right. And so I said, Mike, I am so glad that you called. Right. Right. He goes, I am so glad that I called. Now, someday when his kids aren't in college, I mean, there's something to be said for diversifying, especially if your wife is going to have a great government pension someday. And so I said to him, Ross might be something you should have in your portfolio, but not converting $11,000. So <clears throat> it's just something you really want to look at. So let me put it to you a different way. Let's say that you have 20000 that you'd like to put away in your pension plan at work. Okay. And you think, ah, I think I'll do it on a, a Roth pension. So do you get any benefit for your 20? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Had you put it into a traditional 401k plan at work, you would have saved just federal alone. You would have saved $5,000 in taxes. Well, over your career life of 30 years working is $150,000 you would have saved in taxes. So let's assume that you did do uh, put a million dollars away then, and you didn't take advantage of all this. You didn't save one red cent, but now you got your million bucks and you, and you now want to start annuitizing it. You take out $30,000 a year. This is 30 years hence down the line. The standard deduction then might be 50000 So you're taking out thirty, which would be tax-free. So you gave up $150,000 in tax benefits so that you don't pay taxes when you retire, but you weren't going weren't to pay taxes anyway because they keep raising the standard deduction. And that's so hard and confusing for people to understand. Right. And, and don't so, blame them. And it just sounds so good. You're going to get tax-free money. Well, let me tell you, many people are going to get tax-free money anyway. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they didn't take the benefit before, and they won't get the benefit later. Right. 
And that right. makes me kind of crazy. So that's why that's part of what we do at EG Tax. You can place the scenario and we'll give you, it's your decision, but it, an educated uh, answer is so important. You have to know what what they're talking about. Some of these stockbrokers, all they know is it's going to be tax-free. Mm-hmm. They don't even take into consideration the standard deduction. They don't know the code. Right, they, they don't, don't know the code. You don't know how it All works. right, and then uh, qualified dividends, they get taxed differently, just like capital gains, qualified dividends get taxed at a preferential tax rate maximum for high-income people is 20%. So here's the thing. If you have your money in interest-bearing accounts, and right now interest rates are going up, and you think, I think I'm going to do a 4% CD, mm-hmm. all right? So that's really good. You got a million dollars at 4%, you're going to do $40,000 in interest, and that's great. But do you know if that 40000 were in a dividend? You're going to pay 37% on the 40000 almost $15,000 in taxes on that. Had it been in a capital gain, all you would have paid is 8000 So Looking at where you're putting your money would determine your taxable your tax yeah. liability. And, and just a short detour here. While you're looking at your 1099 DIVs <clears throat> when you're doing your return, don't forget to to pick up the 199A. Uh, that is the QBI. That's a qualified business deduction. So many of those stocks and dividends were invested in a business uh, genre. And so they de- generated a 199A and you get to deduct that um, on the, the QBA. So QBI. that's only found mm-hmm. on your brokerage statement. Right. So if you have, if you're a do it yourselfer and you said, wow, I don't know what the heck that is, you should really give us a call because you could have been shooting yourself in the foot. Maybe you would like to overpay your taxes. <laughs> I don't know, but we don't want you to overpay your taxes. So no. again, if you don't know, if you have a 199A deduction uh, uh, figure on your brokerage statement and you did nothing with it, or you had foreign taxes paid and you didn't do the 1116, 16. you got money coming back, folks. You do. Right? Okay. The other thing that's taxed differently is the sales of depreciable assets. So if you're selling a rental property, you can actually avoid paying taxes altogether by doing a, 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 a ten thirty one exchange. Mm-hmm. Really so you basically, you exchange your your rental property that you're selling for another rental property, and the basis from the old property goes to the new property, and you don't pay taxes. Now, if you're doing a real estate exchange, <clears throat> I'll have people that are calling. They're like, "Well, just so you know, I sold the rental and I took it and bought wa- and bought another rental, but the money touched your hands." And so, before you do the exchange, you have to have a qualified real estate exchange expert who is involved, and the money can't touch your hand. They have to do the transaction. And there's many really good real estate exchange people out there. Right. I so- know. I have a few that I recommend. So just give me a buzz. So here's the thing. So you don't want to pay taxes on your, and and with real estate being so high right now, you don't want to pay taxes. You'd really like to, maybe you got a double and you'd like to go to a fourplex. The only thing is it has to be more. The new place has to be more than the last place. And so the basis from the old can go to the new, but like Tiffany says, you can't sell it, get the check and then buy a new place. 
That's not the way it works. Right. You have to get an exchanger involved who then, who the exchanger has the access to the money from the old place and the new place. And if that's the case, you, you can defer the taxes altogether. And you know, if you have a piece of what people don't realize many times is let's say you had a double that you paid $200,000 for 30 years ago, you've depreciated it down to zero. So if you sell it for 400,000, you now have a $400,000 gain. It is true. You're only going to pay with, with state of New York about 30% in taxes, but 30% on $400,000 is $120,000. But if you did an exchange, you pay zero taxes. So that's another preferential way to get around uh, paying taxes, whether you're high income, low income, but especially high income. I, I've had the pleasure of watching you my whole life and you almost make a game out of it in your own life. I love it. Trying to avoid taxes. Well, I mean, you do the best hey, you can. Yes, legally, safely. Legally, right. And, but it's fun. Right, it's it easy. is. The other thing, the other income that's taxed with a great uh, benefit would be the sale of your personal residence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? That's what Tiffany's laughing at. You, you've done that a few times. Because every two years, if your personal residence, you buy, live in, and sell, then the gain up to $250,000 is tax-free, completely tax-free. <laughs> if you're married filing a joint return, 500000 completely tax-free. If if I went to somebody and said, well, I know how you can make a half a million dollars every two years. No taxes. Uh, understanding that the market Fluctuates. hopefully was that good. And, they, and they'd say, oh, I'd love, love, really love to do it. Well, just sell your personal house. I, I was my, uh, Sell my personal house. I, I was out to dinner with my stepsister, and she's um, she was talking to you the day before, and she's like, yeah, mom had this, that I should sell my house, and I could make so much money. And she's like, I'm thinking about it. And so it just gets your wheels Except turning. Except that I told her six months ago. <coughs> Correct. And she didn't. Now she wants to do it. <clears throat> now she wants to do it. it you got to really... Uh, strike why the iron is hot. Right. I mean, it's all about, life is all about timing. Yep. All about timing. When, so if, wisdom, if right now with interest rates, I mean, look at duh, with interest rates going up, there's going to be less people qualifying for mortgages, which is going to cool the housing market. Correct. You have to, when, when the wheat is ripe, that's when you do your harvest. Mm -hmm. You don't do it when it's snowing. You know, <laughs> anyway, so, so the important thing is what tax bracket are you in? The maximum, the highest bracket is 37%. And that's if you have taxable income over $523,600 in your single or 628,501 married filing joint. Now, bear in mind, two singles at 523000 is over a million dollars before you'd pay at the highest rate. But notice a married couple is only 600000 So two, two marrieds the get the shaft. Marriage penalty. Anyway, there's all kinds of things in the tax code that we can help you with. Um, you can always call EG Tax. 
um, at 632-7886, area code and, 716. You can go to our website at egtax.com. It's never too early to talk about. Every year we have an annual tax school, and it's a great opportunity to learn some of the things that we're talking about, or or we have many, many, many locations, and we would love to have you work for us. I know many people just take our tax class. There's people that work at other CPAs, and they send people to our tax class, and it's a, a great opportunity. And I can't stress enough, Esther, tax planning is so important. So just like that guy who called me before he converted money over to a Roth, another really good idea is if you're doing a, a charity, direct charity rollover. So say you have to take your RMD. A charitable rollover. A charitable yeah. rollover. So, so say you have your RMD and you want to roll it right over to a charity. Um, that way you can avoid paying taxes on your RMD. Absolutely. I mean, we got a million of them, folks, I'll tell you. So the important thing is if you're somebody that's interested in reducing your tax liability, give EG Tax a call. There's no charge. Uh, 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 we're very happy to help you. Before you make any gigantic move, and it's irrevocable once once the year closes, and some of the stuff you do is just shooting yourself in the foot, give us a call at 716-632-7886. Until next week, I'm Esther Godius, the tax lady with Tiffany Fabian. Have a great week. Happy summer. Thanks for listening. New friends, new opportunities, new partners. E-G-Tax.